0: I'm Satya and you're listening to the Jugaad community podcast.
1: To the Do More With Less podcast produced by the Jagad community. I'm your host, Trishala, and we're on episode five. What a journey it has been! Our season finale is finally here, and I'm so excited to share it with you. If you've followed us from the start, thank you for being here, for supporting us, and we're so thrilled you're here. If you've just discovered this podcast recently, I'd encourage you to go back and hear a few episodes before we embark on this final stretch. Jagad Community is the world's first learning community of over 6,000 people from 13 countries centered on modern-day Jagad and its various forms, driving value for individuals and the people around them. Jagad is an Indian concept that loosely translates to doing more and better with less. In this podcast, we explore modern-day Jagad through five conversations. Today, we're traveling to Mangalore in India to chat with Sacha Tharyan, journalist and content creator. I stumbled across Satya last year. We had posted a recipe for a simple egg frittata. The next week, Sacha tagged us in her version of our frittata and shared a lovely story to go with it on how it gave her a reason to use eggs that would have gone to waste otherwise. I loved her post. I took a look at her profile and noticed she had around 2,000 followers at the time. Fast forward to early October, I started seeing these viral Hacks to Learn videos everywhere on my Instagram Discover feed. I thought, this person looks really familiar. And then someone I knew shared her videos on their newsfeed, and her presence just got louder and louder and louder on Instagram. I thought, okay, I need to figure out once and for all why she feels so familiar. I took a look at her page and realized it was the egg person, and she had grown an audience of over 40,000 people in just a few months. I wasn't the only one who took notice. So did Vogue. She was named by Vogue as the top eight content creators to follow for lifestyle hacks. But this isn't about her audience size. Her content is fun, funny, practical, relatable, insightful, raw, and real. Satya is a journalist with a passion for engaging and creative storytelling, a host and creator of many digital media projects and now an independent content creator. But what does this have to do with doing more and better with less? Well, not only does her lifestyle content do more and better with less, but so does her career. She creates and edits content on her smartphone, and in many ways, content creation on social media is all about doing more and better with less. So who is a better person for me to chat with than Sacha to understand this better? We spoke about content creation 101, the opportunities, challenges, the realities, the influencer economy. Getting started, envisioning the platforms of the future, where content creation is heading. We spoke about passion, using your platform to amplify a positive message. I learned so much from this conversation that I see myself applying to our own page, Chagad Community. Such as kind, she's generous, creative, and passionate. You can tell that she's so intentional and sincere in what she's doing, and her audience really sees that. She wants to help where she can, and she wants to improve people's lives through content. I consider such an early supporter of her work and I consider myself to be a huge supporter of her work. I'm just really, really happy that 40,000 people look up to her because what a great role model to have. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. I'm so excited to have you on our season finale. Satya, welcome. I don't know if others feel similarly, but for me, 2020 was the year I discovered so many new content creators online on all platforms. You emerged as one of those content creators who we're celebrating widely. Um, and you're also, you've been an early supporter of Jagad community, and we're so grateful for that. So for those who maybe haven't stumbled upon you, tell us about yourself. So uh,
0: my name is Satya Tharyan. Uh, people often find my name quite hard to pronounce so it's Satsha. it means witness in Malayalam so I'm a Malayali who's been brought up in Karnataka all my life uh, and I was actually born in Tamil Nadu so I've spent every summer vacation there my grandparents lived there so I've had a bit of like um, Malayalam, Tamil, Kannada influence all my life. So it's been a, it's been a nice mix of uh, all three languages and all three cultures growing up. Right now, I'm, I've am worked in Delhi for five years, but right now I'm living in Mangalore because of the lockdown and the pandemic and like working from home. Uh, I've been a journalist for about five years now. I worked for two years in the TV news section and then two years in the digital media sector. And now I've actually taken a break from that and I'm moving on to the ed tech sector.
1: That's awesome. So we have two things in common. We're both Malayali and passionate about education technology. So I'm already loving this conversation. So as two South Indians, we probably heard the word Jagad much later on in life, because it is a North Indian actually Punjabi word to be specific. Um, and so though we've practiced the essence of Jagad in our day to day lives, um, I, I'm i really curious to know what does Jagad actually mean to you in the context of your life growing up in India?
0: I think if you're growing up in India, the whole idea of Jugaad, even if you don't, if you have if you're not familiar with the term jugad, it's part of your life growing up. Like everyone relates to that story of having a plastic full of plastics in your home. You never throw anything out. Uh, and even, uh, especially in my home, especially in the kitchen, that's very, very important. For example, if bananas are going like really black and people would often like just chuck it in the bin, mm-hmm. but uh, you have so many, you can make banana bread, you can make uh, uh, this thing called Mangalore bun, you can make, uh, in Malayalam you call it Aitik Appam, right? Yeah. You slice it up and then fry it so there are so many instances where you just don't throw things away but you ask yourself like is there something more i can make with this uh do i really need to throw this like is this the proper end life of this product mm-hmm. and if it's not then you you have the internet right you have so many ways of thinking of how you can repurpose something like it's it's if you throw something your parents are also like why are you throwing and um although it might have been like uh more of a money thing and you're trying to save money growing up but now i think people have become more conscious about the environmental impact of just like wasting things and throwing things away and especially in the lockdown when you had such a crunch of uh, supplies and essentials yeah. it became all the more important for you to think about uh, how you can extend the life product of something and how you can make sure that even in you have like so little like what can you make out of it
1: I love that question. I mean, you framed it so simply, but it's so effective. It's a great thing to ask yourself before you check something out. And I agree, you know, we're generally heading towards a world that is resource-constrained, but this pandemic gave us a taste for it, and we all experienced that similarly. Um, The Jagad mindset really came to the rescue. Sacha, you create a lot of content centered around environmentalism, responsible consumption, life hacks. You're constantly experimenting with teaching people new things in new ways. Why do you create the content that you create? like they say right always create content that you yourself would like to watch
0: mm-hmm. I think I've always liked learning new things and learning how to new, do new things so that was a very natural process for me like it's like when you learn something and you tell your friend like hey I like I found this like check this out yeah. so the internet becomes like a big platform for many friends where you just tell people that hey I've, I learned this and I it really helped me a lot and I think it'll help you as well yeah. so that was a very natural progression for me in that sense uh, but also uh, it's helped me learn a lot as well uh when you're on like for example connecting with a page like Jugat community right i learned so much especially that that frittata the yeah. uh, frittata recipe that you had put up so uh, i remember i'd seen it and the next day we had gone to buy a bunch of eggs because me and my brother went on this whole fitness thing so we bought mm-hmm. a bunch of eggs and uh, on the way i think about six seven of them broke and uh we were like oh no what have we done but then i remember the frittata recipe so we just like took out all the eggshells quickly made a frittata and what was like a disaster turned out to be something so delicious and yeah it's I think I think being jugad uh, also infuses a lot of optimism and positivity in your life because something goes wrong you're like okay hey there's a way to fix it like we don't need to freak out so yeah. that was like a really good tip from your page
1: and that's how we first connected, because I know you you took a photo, you posted it on Instagram, you tagged us, uh, and I saw that photo of the frittata and I thought, wow, this is so cool. And at the time, I think you only had like 2,000 to 3,000 followers, so you're really just starting out. Um, and it's insane to see how far you've come, but I'm, I'm so touched to hear that. You know, often you post things on social media, you're looking at the analytics, you see that, okay, you know, this post has done well, and this one not so well, this is being shared. But to hear the stories and the way people use what you're putting out there, it feels so so good uh, and really demonstrates the power of social media when it's being used for good so thank you <laughs> okay back to you I'm not done with picking your brains on content creation. I was looking through the work you've done and the core theme has really been making learning fun and easy for your audience. You've done news rap on YouTube, which was essentially breaking down current affairs into small chunks of rap and poetry. You're now doing hacks to learn on Instagram, where in under 30 seconds you give us an easy way to remember something. Um, People use their platforms for different things, but you've made the choice to use it to share practical life skills in an engaging way. Why have you made that choice and how does social media help or enable you? You know, even in school and
0: college, I was always that friend who would teach people before the exam uh, because I really like explaining things and having fun ways to remember things. And I I really like the experience of learning together as a group Mm -hmm. because it's a lot of fun. Right. And it takes some of that stress of the impending exam a little bit away. So. that's where like the the learning process and finding different ways to remember things comes from Mm -hmm. Uh, and social media especially is a place where you can experiment like there's no like nobody's given you a contract saying you have to do three videos they have to reach like a hundred thousand views otherwise your career is over you don't have that kind of pressure you can experiment as much as you want sometimes they work sometimes they don't even with the um, news wrap and even hacks to learn there are some uh, methods that I've tried or some treatments that I've tried that haven't really clicked or worked. but it's fine it's it's like a learning process for me and it's been so much fun um, with regard to news rap, it was it was simply born out of a conversation where my friends were like hey you know you work in the news industry but I really want to know about the news but it's so like cluttered and noisy and can you tell me a way that I can learn about the news so I was like hey, I know, a way. let me just make a poem out of it. So that's where it started out from. And when you get on social media, you get an immediate feedback and an immediate yeah. response, right? And people seem to like it. And they were like, hey, can you do some more? So I was like, sure. Like, I like doing this. It comes very naturally to me. It was fun. I was also learning how to script, how to pick these things from here and there. Yeah. And in fact, doing news rap helped me a lot professionally as well, because I just joined a new organization. It was my first job. And then when my seniors in office saw it, they gave me like these bigger projects and they were like, why don't you write it the way you're writing news rap? Amazing. That was such an amazing feeling because not only like you feel like someone's recognized you, but you also feel like they think you're doing a good job, like someone who you look up to. Mm -hmm. So it gave me a lot of opportunities. It opened up a world of opportunities for me. Um, And to someone who's thinking about doing something or trying something new, just go for it. You don't know where it's going to take you.
1: I love that. I I really think social platforms are an example of, of doing more with less. These tools are free, you know, they're accessible on our devices that we already have, yet they provide us with the ability to experiment, to grow, to connect with an audience, and, you know, as you mentioned, to advance in your career or build a new career on the platform itself, all while accepting minimal risk and costs. Um, You know, it's not perfect by any means. These platforms come with their own challenges, but it gives you you know, certain freedoms and liberties that I think are really great. You spoke a bit about news. You've worked in media and journalism since 2013, if I'm not mistaken. How has it evolved over the years for better or worse? Uh,
0: Okay, so in 2013, I started interning with a Hindu. So that was an internship with print. And I feel like print hasn't changed that much. Uh, they've remained somewhat along the same lines uh, in terms of content, the look, the style, etc. cetera. Uh, with TV, TV was my first job. And uh, before you joined it, you know, you grow up watching it. So you kind of have an idea of what it's like, but as the years go by, you've seen it evolve from very reporter heavy and very like story-driven, people-driven stories to very anchor-driven and debate-driven. and uh, That is two part, right? It's economical for a TV channel because it's cheaper to get panelists for a debate than sending a reporter and camera person out to shoot for so many days. Um, And two, people seem to like the debate style. Uh, It got a lot more views. So it seemed to have a lot more payoff. So in that sense, TV news has changed, though. I think journalism, the core values of journalism still have by and far remained the same. Mm-hmm. in a lot of companies but I wouldn't say the same about everyone yes. uh, and with regard to the digital media I think it's the most exciting place right now because there are no boundaries in terms of what you can do you can really go outside the box you can experiment with treatment styles storytelling I think if you are a visual storyteller if you are passionate about the news the digital media is the best place for you right now because you can you can explore like never before
1: mm-hmm And as a content creator yourself, uh, who do you follow on social media and why do you follow them?
0: I actually follow a lot of content creators for comedic purposes. I wouldn't necessarily say for the knowledge. Uh, (laughs) Some content creators that I follow on Instagram with regard to food, I would say. Uh, One blogger is Archit Lost, who I really, really admire. Someone else is uh, Shreya Vithalde who goes by the Instagram handle Dat Devi. Both of them have a really nice approach to Indian food and um, fruit from abroad. They also explain their uh, food process in a very educative way. They explain, they break it down as to what the process is, why it's like this, why you're doing it like this. And as someone who likes food and wants to learn about food, that's really helpful um the other other content creators that I follow is things for like makeup and beauty and yeah. fashion so Shweta Vijayanar I think she's fantastic when it comes to beauty Komal Basit
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: Aishwarya Subramanyam uh, they're very clear precise they know their stuff and they're they're not just putting out stuff there because they have to make content but there's a lot of thought and value that goes into it so I really enjoy that
1: That's really interesting, and it gives you an insight, I feel, into what some people really want to see on social media. To me, social media is kind of like a form of escapism, right? You go on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook um, when you're looking for a break, and so content that is entertaining, funny, engaging, concise, it's shareable for that reason, practical life stuff tends to do more well on the platform I've seen for a broad audience versus long form, you know, educational content. Over the years through your work, you've interviewed many people and you've explored this quote unquote influencer economy. And it's an unstructured economy. There's no playbook per se to follow. Anything can work at any moment as I'm sure you've seen. What have you learned about this influencer economy? And how can someone who's interested in being a content creator, how can they set themselves up for success?
0: the opportunities through social media is incredible if you're able to build your brand well your content well Mm -hmm. and if you're able to create a niche for yourself because like you mentioned it's very accessible right so not only does that mean that you have a huge audience you also have a huge number of content creators Uh, as an audience it's great because you have a wide variety like of people to look from uh, look at and like uh, interact with but as a content creator you really have to think about what is the personal value that i am bringing to the table why should someone watch a and me at the same time and like give attention to both of us if you're both giving the same thing in the earlier part of last year i was part of the part of a I was trying to be a food blogger like i was i was focusing only on food and i tried to be like everyone else because i thought okay they are doing well because they are doing it this way so maybe if i do it this way i'll be successful as well and that didn't work because they were clearly better at it than i was that was their niche that was their strength so when i looked at what I was good at and sort of evaluated, like these are my interest points, this is what I'm good at, put them together. And then you realize that you have a unique product or you have a unique personality and no one else is like you, right? So people want to, people like authenticity. People want to get to know you because you are yourself mm-hmm. uh, and it's very hard to maintain a fake personality or like a put on internet personality as well and like maintain it for a while so um, in terms of opportunity if you're able to do that you will be very very successful mm-hmm. you also have to be smart about what you're putting out because um, while it's great to be passionate about something you also have to back it up with hard work and consistency mm-hmm. so you probably have to see you know what works what doesn't work how often you need to post what are what are the times that works for you uh what your audience is like you know things like that which you learn as it goes there's no like hard and fast rule yeah. uh which is also one disadvantage to being on the internet or being a content creators because you, you don't really know um there's not really a course you do to get successful at it it's like a lot of things that you learn as you come along and a lot of it is also coming from watching other people if you are an upcoming content creator I was I would highly recommend and urge that you watch people who are successful or watch your peers and see what they're doing and I mean not only is entertaining for yourself but you also sort of pick up on certain things that they're doing and you're like hey maybe I should try like this or maybe I should try this hashtag or try this style of posting on this font oh that looks interesting so there's a lot you can learn from the internet so the opportunities are endless if you're willing to look for it work for it and you're willing to see it through Um, a lot of people just do it like they get really popular for a week two weeks and then they can't sustain it so that's a very important learning from that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um and the challenges the challenges um I would say mainly is just being consistent. A lot of people don't do this as their full-time job, right? When you start off, you're doing it with something on the side, like you are with Jugaart community. And it's it's not always easy because you're managing both, Mm -hmm. but uh, you have to kind of prioritize it or set aside time for it and be like, okay, so uh, out of my 24 hours in a day, I'm going to like, I have work for this long. I have family time for this long. I can like spare 15, 20 minutes on this. Then I will do that. Uh, And not, like brush it off as if you're serious about it then don't brush it off as you know i'll do it tomorrow i'll do it tomorrow because tomorrow never comes and um, your audience will lose interest or you know there's a lot of things that would come up that would would uh would sort of put the brakes on your your uh, the momentum that you're building up yeah so uh second thing is you have to engage with people who are talking to you like I know a lot of people don't respond to DMs or comments. Mm-hmm. And uh, earlier, I thought that was how you were supposed to do it. <laughs> if you were being popular, like, oh, I'm too busy to answer to all my DMs or yeah. comments. But, um, you know, I thought about it from this way like, how would, like, treat others the way you would want to be treated? So if someone's taken the time to send me a message saying, hey, I really like your work, or hey, you know, where did you get this from? Where did you get that from? Uh, I should have the courtesy to respond to them because I would like someone to respond to me if I reached out to them and I have reached out to like content creators in the past and I felt a little bad when they didn't reply to me and be like oh maybe you know I wasn't interesting enough or maybe I was annoying (laughs) you know something like that so I think that you you are made because of your audience. They are the ones who support you. They are the ones who engage with you. You learn so much from them. So you should definitely have that courtesy, uh, to and humility to be, just be like, hey, you know, let's have a conversation. As long as it's not weird, I'm open to a conversation. But
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: just be there for your audience and
1: respect them. Thanks for being so generous with uh, You know, sharing everything you've learned. There's so much practical advice in there. And I completely agree with you. You know, it's it's truly about consistency and showing up every day, even after you've got that one trick wonder where, or one post wonder other where the posts or your audience just grows overnight. Um, I agree, it's, it's consistency, it's an exchange between you and your audience, and your personality is truly your unique value prop. And I think that comes across even in brand pages on Instagram or TikTok, you know, the brand's personality is what ultimately shines. Is there a moment you've had, I'm sure there's multiple, but can you share one moment you've had with someone who follows you or just something that, you know, has been shared with you through your community that made you feel so good about what you're doing and the kind of impact you're having on people?
0: Oh, man, I feel that every day because people are really kind. Uh, They're they're very, when they like something, people aren't afraid to show it. They're really expressive. And the best messages that I get are, you know, hey, I learned this from you. Like, for example, someone sent me a message saying, Hey, you know, I, I watched this hacks to learn Kannada video from yours and I used it to talk to the auto driver, and he was so happy. Hey, I saw this recipe that you made uh, and I've never cooked before and I, I, it looked easy to me. So I made it and my whole family loved it and everyone's so happy. And those are the best kind of messages to me that you've taken something that I have shared and that you've made it your own or it's helped you in some way or it's given you confidence in a skill you probably never thought you had is amazing and Uh, those are the best messages and if anyone's listening to this please send those messages those make my day i'm really really happy when i see them
1: us too we share the same sentiment we love it when we receive pictures and comments from people in our community and by the way from resharing one of your posts it's evident that your audience really loves you so whatever you're doing is clearly working um where do you think social media is heading you know there's so much of this public discourse on will we see a new set of social platforms in the coming years you know and with apps like clubhouse now that have just grown exponentially overnight um it's really interesting i think there's it's an interesting time for these platforms and i'm curious to get your thoughts It would be interesting to see a new sort of platform because you feel like you've already seen,
0: like you've seen uh, like a TikTok form of short video format, which has now been incorporated into Instagram. Uh, It would be interesting to see what are the other kinds and forms of content that we are going to be consuming Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people think that short-form content is the way to go. Uh, I would actually disagree I think people are looking now for quality over quantity Mm -hmm. So even videos that are like 40 minutes long I would listen to it or watch it because I feel like I'm learning something from it or I like that person's personality Mm -hmm. but um, I even like, for example, videos like, um, say, what Vox is making, right? They are long-form videos, but they are so well-made and so well-explained that you don't mind spending that time to just watch it and you appreciate the amount of work that's gone into it. Yeah. Um, that is where I see in terms of content, I I definitely feel people want to see quality over quantity and also see more niche content and not what everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. Even in terms of journalism, the same rules apply, right? Uh, If there's a bit of news and everybody says that, uh, for example, there's a fire here and everyone says, oh, there was a fire here. But if someone's going to be look deeper into it and say, you know, "Hey, hey, there's been a fire here in the past five years, every five years what is the reason for that and that goes into like investigative journalism right you're being bringing value to the table it might take more time it might take more effort but people will definitely recognize it um in my previous job we used to do the series called crux files uh, which was like looking into the lives of uh, these politicians through a series of their rare interviews Now, each video duration took about, like, was about 15 to 20 minutes, which uh, on a, on a, like a platform like YouTube, everyone was looking at three minutes. So three minutes versus 15 to 20 minutes is like a huge gap, even in terms of the attention that an audience would give you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people would be like, you know, hey, it it takes too much time as compared to a three minute video. It won't work. Like, what is the point? But I think my manager then had a lot of faith in us and this idea, and then we worked on it. And um to see how you build like a series or a brand or an identity for a show through that was a really interesting insight into how audiences react and then soon in your first video people will be like hey this is interesting yeah. in your second video people will be like oh okay this is like really interesting in your third video they'll be like hey can you do this 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 and your fourth video they'll be like hey when is the next video coming out yeah. so that's when you know that you've built a loyal audience and i think that is the most um valuable thing that a content creator or even like a news organization can have. Building your audience and really catering to an understanding what they want to see, and sometimes go even beyond that to what they may not know they want, but what you show them that, okay, here are the possibilities. That's
1: a really great answer and you've given us a lot to think about there. Um, I love the point on long form content and quality over quantity, content that goes deeper, you know, asks meaningful questions and provides a very different, unique insight into a topic. I 100% am that person that would watch that kind of long form content if it hits or ticks those boxes for me. Um, and I agree, I mean, look at the Clubhouse example, right? We, who would have known that during a year where we all sat on Zoom calls for much of our waking hours, we would need an audio platform, kind of like conferencing, to just talk and connect on a range of topics. So I agree, you know, a lot of users don't even know what they want until it's out there. Um, speaking of understanding what people want and what matters to them, that's obviously really important to you as a content creator. How do you gauge that? as a content creator on these different platforms? Right, so uh, the
0: main thing would be the direct uh, feedback that you get in terms of comments and DMs. Um, Maybe people say they like it, they don't like it, uh, or hey, you could try this, hey, you could try that. So you sort of get a sense of what people are looking for. But also, when you're watching other types of content sometimes you see uh, a content creator with a lot of engagement or you watch them yourself and you're like hey i really like this person's work it yeah. is so funny um and you sort of get an idea of look if i like it uh, maybe someone else will like it but how do i adapt it to a way that's organic to me mm-hmm. um so it, it's also thinking about what i myself as an audience would like to watch yeah. uh, and For a content creator, that's the easiest kind of thing to make, right? It comes most naturally to you. You will want to talk about something that you like because it it comes really easily to you. So I think that's the best way to sort of uh, look at how beyond the metrics, beyond the numbers, beyond the market research, look at your audience and yourself and think, what is it that I would like to watch as a person and then go from there?
1: That's really helpful because I agree it has to come organically to you it needs to be something that interests you as well if it's something that interests you there is an audience out there like you who would find it equally interesting at least that's what I've learned from building Jagad Community it started as something that I thought was important for me was making my life better and turns out there's 5,000 almost 6,000 people who feel the same way so I agree with that completely. There's so many different platforms you can be on right? Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, um, your own independent websites, Clubhouse now. So how do you go about picking which channels um, you want to be on? Is it that you have a presence on all channels? Do you select the ones that matter the most to you and then go deep on those what's the strategy Uh, so with regard to my blog i knew that i wanted to have
0: a space where i have all my recipes together it started off as a place it started off as a project in college actually we were supposed to start a blog for our new media classes and like personally i like reading recipes on a website rather than watching a video and then scrubbing back and forth and seeing okay how do they do it or i need to write it down because when you're not in the kitchen it's easier to have like an ipad or your phone and just look at the recipe with instagram like the 15 seconds videos work so mm. that's where most of my reels are and when i look at uh, YouTube I look at it as a long form higher quality content so uh, on my YouTube content would be more like talking to the camera and just explain something a process of something and really focus on like uh, Instagram you just use your phone. Mm -hmm. Uh, you keep it in front when you're making your stories there's not too much production value going into it It doesn't take too much time it's part of your daily life Mm -hmm. whereas for youtube i would look at more like okay look at the light the sound the the background so that's more higher quality content so it depends on what you want to make today Mm -hmm. if today you're in the mood to make something like for fun like something spontaneous instagrams your platform to go to and if there's something that you have in mind is long-form conversational in-depth I would say YouTube, because um, Instagram, their IGTV interface has been so glitchy, between. it's not a nice viewing experience. So that's why you adapt to what your content is and which platform you think best it works on.
1: That makes a lot of sense. It's a really smart way to think about it. Content style and form dictates platform selection because clearly each platform has its own strengths and a specific audience. Um, Sasha, let's talk a bit about how you got started. Like I'm talking in a very practical sense. What sort of tools did you need? What were the hard costs and the barriers to getting started? Was it, you know, time, money, or perhaps battling your own reluctance to get started and put yourself out there?
0: Um, I think a lot of people get stuck at this very stage because they think that they need a very high professional, expensive DSLR camera or like a tripod and a light and all of those, the that equipment, but it's fairly simple. I just use my phone for most of the things that I do.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so in terms of um, technical preparedness, Honestly, what a- anybody needs is a smartphone. You can certainly do anything that you want with it. You can also edit your videos on your smartphone, though it's easy editing it on a laptop. When it comes to a personal, in terms of the soft skills or just the motivation to like start, um, I think that... Uh, I think people now are a lot more comfortable of being on screen or like projecting themselves because you see a lot of people do that like, becomes very natural to you. You're on video calls all the time with your friends. So you're okay with, you know, seeing yourself on a screen. For me, it sort of came a bit naturally because in school I was always like doing drama and like being on stage or being an MC. So speaking in front of a group or an audience was kind of easy. I was also part of Toastmasters International. So I took a lot of training in like speech giving so that was easy in that sense uh but there are days when you don't really feel that good maybe you're not in a good mood uh, and when you try to record yourself it's very evident your audience is also very very perceptible to all of this so they will clearly know when it's not you or you're trying something new but your heart's not really in it yeah. and they, like clearly make out um and you're like oh you know so i would i would then say just quality over quantity. Like, if that day you're not feeling good, the video's not come out well. Don't put it out because if you are not happy with it, you should. Your audience won't be happy with it.
1: That's you know great wisdom. It goes back to what you were saying earlier, where I, in this field until you get to a certain point, you're not really being managed. You're not accountable to anyone um, on paper for anything, right? So if you're doing it, it should be for enjoyment, and your followers can really tell if you're not in the into the content. Um, So that makes a lot of sense. You spoke a bit about DSLRs um, earlier on and how you're doing all of this from creation to editing to sharing through your smartphone. As you scale, do you feel a pressure to invest in higher quality microphones or cameras or, you know, really level up when it comes to your production quality? Does that change somewhere? Does your relationship with that change? um i think in terms of instagram not so much because i feel like a smartphone
0: is enough but Mm. in terms of youtube but if you want to build up that platform uh i think you definitely need to invest in better equipment not just in terms of the kind of um, content that you're putting out, but also personally, like I like making videos. I like learning about videos. Um, I like visual storytelling. So even if I weren't to continue with the content creation space, uh, yeah. I know that somewhere in the future, I would love to like work in the same field. So mm-hmm. I've already bought like a I don't know if you can see it. I have like a tripod there. I, I bought a ring light i have like a mini monopod um i have like i've invested in all these things but i'm saving up for a really nice camera because yeah. other than just making things for like youtube or whatever i really want to upskill and see how i can make what i do better what yeah. i can I can learn and there's like so much to learn out there that i'm really excited to try and like start and like get going
1: that's awesome so it's not a requirement but a choice if you're interested in learning i actually love that braving and i think that's where your passion comes through as well you're clearly very invested in this space it's genuinely an area you want to grow in and i think that's something to be really really proud of um what's been the most creative or resourceful thing you've done in the process of creating content this past year you know we've all seen the laptop on top of a stack of books and you know all these different examples of just jagad really so tell us about a moment where you had to just make do with what you had around you uh yeah
0: <laughs> definitely like uh trying to get that top shot angle mm-hmm. uh that people do like especially for food uh so you'll have to put your, if you have those one of those um, bendy uh, phone holders, you, you what you can do for your top shot is just attach it to your cutting board. But then your cutting board will stand up like this, so you'll have to put something heavy on the other side, and then you can place it over your stove. Or uh, yeah, like that, that uh, putting a whole stack of books and then balancing your phone on top of it is also a good, like, top shot experiment and actually last night when i was making those tortillas i asked my brother like i didn't have a tripod then i didn't have time to like set anything up i was like i'm so hungry i want to eat so i told my brother stand like this behind me like this and then you hold it like this
1: i love that i mean no technology can replace a human tripod
0: yeah like make sure make use of the human resources around you like people are really helpful i mean i've seen people like uh, when they have tripods that are like not very steady they would put like a tetra pack under it or um, i think that's the best thing about the internet right like you learn all these hacks of how to um, make do with what you have to put out quality content and that's really nice because not everyone has that much money saved around for expensive equipment right Um, so it's it's a great option if you want to just experiment and learn i'm also seeing a lot of like a lot of young people uh people still in college who are learning all of these skills and some of your filmmaking or the things that they do is so good so like tricks that they use for filming uh and they show the bts of the trick Uh, BTS of how they film the video which is very interesting because people often just show you the final outcome right and so you're only like oh wow you're so great but when you show the BTS of it you're like hey okay this is a way that I can also maybe try it so thanks for sharing the knowledge so I feel like people are more open to sharing knowledge and learning from each other and that's a really nice space to be in.
1: That's so true. And in a lot of ways, you know, we learn so many things online in these informal sort of digital learning environments more than we do, arguably, in a classroom setting, right, in terms of skills that will actually help us in life or, you know, it's uh, it's a very interesting space for sure. Let's talk about 2020. So Vogue recognized you as one of the eight Indian influencers to follow for lifestyle hacks um, in 2020. And I think that is such a huge accomplishment to where you were at the start of the year and kind of where you ended up at the end of the year. Um, firstly, congratulations on that. Uh, in one of your interviews, you've spoken a bit about how content gains traction depending on how much it connects with the viewer. You've spoken a lot about that in this conversation as well. What was different about 2020? You know, what was so different about the year other than the known pandemic, or perhaps that's it? Why did people gravitate towards you in the way that they did? Um, and how did your content just connect with them so much that you grew so quickly and in, in a very meaningful way?
0: I think mainly because it was something they hadn't seen before. Um, it was something new, something fresh, and uh, something people could relate to uh, because a lot of initially when I did the hacks to learn Hindi it was mainly because I was sort of remembering uh, when I first moved to Delhi it was so difficult for me to like grapple with Hindi because I was so bad at it and all the tricks that I'd come up with so I just shared that and people related to it because they have also been in that same situation uh, South Indians felt that way and whether it's North Indians were like oh like this is how you learn like yeah. that's so funny and uh, when it came to the other languages especially Kannada I think when I did hacks to learn Kannada that's when it really like took off is because Karnataka has a huge population of people from other uh, states who come in both to study and to work so they've been in the situation where they don't know what to say so they are they see these videos as both like a learning opportunity and a form of entertainment. I've really found that people like learning as long as it's interesting so yeah. they don't like it straight up like you have to do this you have to do that but people also remember it because it's funny so uh, I've got messages where people are like, hey, I remember that joke of yours and that's how I remember the difference between pachas and pachis. So. You know, it's
1: really interesting. You know, one would think that people gravitated towards you as a content creator mostly because of the content itself um, because it was so helpful, you know, life hacks and easy recipes, helping people really improve their lives during these long lockdown days. But actually, I love your observation that it it's the entertainment piece that caught the interest. And I can understand why because 2020 was such, a difficult year for so many people that I can completely see why we were what we were all searching for online right so let's talk a bit about shop local so you often do this thing on your Instagram where you highlight these um, local brands and really endorse shopping with your or spending your money rather with local businesses so what's the feedback been like um, to Shop Local? And tell us a bit about you know why that's important to you. Uh,
0: with regard to local businesses, I think people have become a lot more uh, open to shopping from local businesses. People want to shop, shop from local businesses, but they don't know a lot of local businesses. So if an influencer or someone, a content creator, whoever, you just shine a spotlight on these small brands, right? It, People, I like it and the feedback has been really good because you're like, hey, you know, I wanted for example, like handmade chocolates and I found it through your page and yeah. I could connect with that small business owner and it was great. Um, I remember there was someone who messaged me saying, hey, I wanna send a gift basket to someone. I want it to be from Karnataka. I want it to be from a woman, source, woman uh, headed business. And I want it to be like a gift basket that I can give my friend. And um, I knew someone who did exactly that and I put them in touch and like those two have connected well now. So it's, it's a nice space to be in where you're able to um, sort of say, hey, okay, you, you like handmade chocolates. I know like a bunch of people who like have their own business and they are passionate about what they do. And especially when it comes to small business owners, I think they work so hard. I think the quality of products that you get from them is so high. And also in terms of the value of the service that you get is so great. So. I mean, I, I don't see it as a responsibility. I feel like it's uh, uh, if you find something great, like if you find a great sale, you want to tell your friends like, hey, I found this great sale. Like, I think it would be great for you too. Yeah. Uh, that's what I feel like, I, I mean, I don't look at it as, oh, I have to do it because it's the right thing to do. It just comes naturally that I think they're doing a great job. You should like connect with them.
1: That's so lovely that you're using your platform to spread awareness of these local brands and help your audience support local businesses more easily. We often say within the small business community that when an order is placed, a small business owner does a happy dance, so it really means something to them. And it's it's great that you're using your platform to amplify that message. Looking forward in 2021, um, you've spoken a bit about education technology and how you're looking to kind of pivot into that space. Do you continue or do you see yourself continuing to put up um, more content? What does this year look like for you? Uh, this
0: year, definitely, I would love to continue with creating content. I would also like to challenge myself in terms of what I do, um, to how to I don't want to be stuck in a box of this is what I do this is what yeah. I'm good at this is what I'm going to keep doing because I would get so bored of it that's what happened with new stuff like I like doing it but I didn't innovate to a point where I was excited about it and that's why I kind of stopped mm-hmm. but here I want to see okay what else can I do Um, I would definitely want to explore the food space a little bit more nice. um, because that's, that's very natural I cook every day I, mm-hmm. I try to cook every day I love doing that uh, I love showing people that it's so easy to cook by yourself right it's it's not a it's not complicated um and i think it's a very important life skill that everyone should have to be able to cook for yourself Mm -hmm. and for people that you love uh with terms in terms of content definitely i would love to explore youtube a lot more um uh more in terms of uh sort of the whole filming process improving the quality Uh, visual storytelling in that sense uh, but also talk about topics that I feel like people don't really talk about like Mm -hmm. maybe issues like body hair or like um, chronic sweating like I sweat a lot and I used to be so embarrassed about it but now I'm okay with it like I've just come to accept it and I've also realized that there are a lot of people like me and I haven't seen anybody talk about it in a like a normal way like people talk about it like it's something bad it's like a disease Mm -hmm. i mean you can't help it right you live with it every day so i'd love to like address more issues like that and just talk about it and sort of um like i've it's really helped me when i've come across creators who have approached these issues uh because i've never had anybody in my life who's faced the same thing so i You know, you don't want to feel alone in these kind of situations. So maybe just talk about it, bring more awareness to it, but keep it chill, keep it light. And I I think that's the best way to approach it.
1: Love it. Sounds very exciting. Um, So one of the things you shared with me before we got recording was that you're often asked um, for advice on how to start something and become a content creator. So I want to give you the opportunity to share with your audience uh, through this podcast what your advice is um just
0: a be yourself on the internet because there's nobody like you you are unique you are special in your own way and people will like you for it or they might hate you for it but uh either ways people will follow you to be very consistent be clear about what you want to do um c be authentic because um, you need to be honest with your audience you need to be honest with yourself right in terms of what you're putting out uh, it's very tempting to go after money like brands will come and offer you and say we will give you this much but you need yeah. to say this, this 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 you know you have to be clear about what your values are where you stand if you're here only for the money then i don't think you will last for a very long time mm-hmm. uh, you have to approach it and you have to see your followers as real people they are not just a number they are they are real people behind those screens even if they are someone who disagrees with you or criticizes you there is a very um uh, mature way of approaching things you can choose to engage with them or you can choose to ignore them but um be humble don't let it get to your head um just be clear that this is a platform that this is not your life even on and that's very important on good days and bad days so there are bad days where Uh, people might not like what you've done or uh, people might say you're trash or your post gave me cancer and that can that can hurt yeah you just have to realize that sometimes people are just messing around or even if they didn't like it that's their opinion but that doesn't define you right they don't know you as a person they know what you've put out so Mm -hmm. you shouldn't let it affect you that's the biggest learning for me not everybody will like you and that's okay that's absolutely okay
1: This is such great advice i mean the internet can be a not so nice place sometimes and i'm with you that it's so important to acknowledge that this platform isn't about me or my life it's just a small part and people are basing their opinions on the little small part that you're showing them um, so I love that point of view and I mean funny story we put up an egg biryani jagad recipe and I was so naive I forgot that people had very very strong opinions on biryani so I received so much hate in the comments of that post like someone actually said they would slap me. And the next time that you want to
0: put something about biryani you would think like twice or thrice should I? think about uh you know do i like it do i strongly believe in egg biryani do i think this is a great recipe yes then put it out it doesn't matter like be happy with what you put out it's your page right it's an yeah. extension of your personality um yeah so i mean you learn as you go along there's nobody really to guide you through this process it's like a like a path you take alone and yeah. you have to be ready for both the the good stuff and the bad stuff because
1: they both come in equal measure, sometimes one more than the other absolutely i mean i went on to put up rooty noodles so <laughs> we're good but no i i completely agree and you know opinions can also change over time we've had people who haven't liked what we've posted originally but then you know a couple of months later when they're in a different place in their life or maybe they're just feeling it and they want to follow us again you know that happens as well and that's okay so that's why it's so important to not take it so personally and i love that you've raised that i had made a
0: video uh, where i was actually talking about the right way to pronounce uh sambar and dosa and made a joke about how um kerala sambar sucks and double sambhar sambar is the best and i got so much hate for it and in the beginning i used to take it seriously like i would be like no guys like this is what i meant like but then beyond a point i was like listen i have said what i needed to say i can <laughs> i mean you have your opinion uh people got like really upset and i still get comments on that post saying, how dare you say that how can you have such an opinion Um, And because I said Tamil Nadu sambar is good, uh, a lot of people thought I was Tamilian. uh, And they were like, uh,
1: you clearly have
0: not eaten Malayali sambar. Uh, I'm Malayali, and I lived in Karnataka all my
1: life. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I mean, we can have a whole other conversation on just dealing with that. I wouldn't even say hate, because hate is such a strong word, but dealing with just immaturity online. Well, thank you so much, Satya, for your time. This was such a great conversation, and we're so happy we were able to have you on our season finale. Congratulations on all your incredible work, and we're so excited to continue to follow your journey and see where it takes you next. Thank you so much. This was such a nice conversation. Like I, I've never
0: met you, but I feel like I know you were sort of easy conversation, and I look forward to more stuff from Jugad Community.
1: That brings us to the end of five meaningful conversations and the end of season one of this podcast. What a journey it has been. Season one of this podcast has grown with the community itself. We've almost doubled our audience over the course of these five conversations, but most importantly, we have learned so much from the comfort of our homes. Thank you to each and every one of you, not just our guests on the podcast, but also everyone who tuned in from many different countries, who sent us recommendations and comments as we went along. Thank you for joining us in this journey, but we are not done yet doing more and better with less. Less time, less money, less environmental damage, less demoralization, less negative health effects. We've introduced you to the Indian context of this concept, but the spirit of Jagad is captured in many countries and cultures, and there is so much ground to cover here. We're just getting started. Join us for season two in September. We'll be back before you know it. In the meantime, if you have any comments or suggestions, reach out to us what do you want to see in season two? We want to hear from you. Till then, connect with us on at Jagad Community on Instagram or Facebook. Stay in touch, stay safe and healthy. Most importantly, keep doing more with less and share it with us. We'll see you soon.